I'm Simon Deakin, Director of the Centre for Business Research at Cambridge University. I'm Xie Zengyi, a professor in Institute of Law, Chinese Academy of Social Sciences in Beijing. My name is Zhao Lei. I come from the Law Institute, uh, the Chinese Academy of Social Science. I, I major in commercial law. Thank you very much. Hi, uh, my name is Boya Wang. I'm a research fellow in the Center for Business Research. I will be the interpreter for this interview. And Boya, can you just tell us the titles of the presentations we're talking about today in this podcast for the Centre for Business Research? The overall theme of this seminar is about the e-commerce legislation in China, uh, consisting of three separate presentations. One is called an analysis of legal attributes of Bitcoin by Professor Zhao Lei. The second one is called legislation of e-commerce in China by Professor Chen Su. And the last one is called Legal Status of Platform Workers in China by Professor Xie Zhengyi. Well, let's begin looking at the legal status of platforms in China. So far, the protection of different platform legal workers relies on the current labor law. There haven't been any special separate regulations or laws for worker protection. 中国到目前为止并没有针对这个平台工人制定专门的法律或者规章，但是我们利用现有的劳动法以及劳动合同法，呃，可以保护平台工人，就在一些场合，这个法院会认定平台工人的身份是劳动者，为他们提供劳动保
to the uh, protection offered by the current legal system. But the, also there's a problem that the current legal system is lagged behind the fast growth of this sector. In my opinion, the current legal frameworks can not offer sufficient protection to the sector. And one redress that China has offered is to set up within the current legal systems internet courts. Are they working? Uh so far, this Internet courts have achieved a desired effect. They are very effective. It looks like this will be a very promising legal solution to the problem caused by the, uh, the sector's fast growth. If we move on to discuss Bitcoin, has Bitcoin been disruptive to the mainstream economic sector in China? Tashang to a certain extent, the development of a Bitcoin has exerted some impact onto the different countries' financial system. China is not the exception. Does China see Bitcoin as being damaging? Is it trusted by third parties? Or would people more generally not trust Bitcoin? Where does it sit in the current financial system of China? 有一个足够的人们的信任作为支撑中国大众对于这个比特币是否有充分足够的信任显然就像刚才我们也讨论的一样比特币始终在世界范围看并不是一个大众普遍接受的东西无论是中国西方都是一样的在中国更是如此特别
is not out of dated. By applying the current labor laws, we can provide protection to platform workers. But how to uh, provide effective protection to workers is an important issue for uh, further study. So you're keeping it under surveillance? Yeah, sure. Simon, if we turn to you, you have also been looking at the Centre for Business Research in Cambridge at the growth of so-called fintech and the Chinese economy. These three presentations today, what have you learned from them? Well, I, I think we learned that many of the debates we're familiar with in the West are also happening in China. So it's been fascinating to compare perceptions here of these issues with those which our colleagues today from CAS have been explaining to us. And in many respects, the Chinese regulators appear to be ahead of the game in the sense of addressing issues such as the testing and comparison of algorithms in fintech, which really have yet to come onto the public agenda here. One must also remember that fintech has seen a very rapid growth in China, with thousands of platforms being established in, in the past few years. And that in many respects, China is the focal point for global fintech development. So that very rapid economic change in China is forcing regulatory innovation in, in China. So a lot to learn from China, I think. Boyer, do you agree? You've been looking, as I said, with Simon Deacon at the Centre for Business Research at the growth of fintech in China. A lot to learn from today's presentations. Yes, I completely agree. I think we need to also look at the flexibility, or precisely speaking, the regulatory or legislative flexibility of the Chinese government and their attitude towards this emerging economic phenomena. I think that's very intriguing. Simon, a final word to you. Where would you like to see your research go next, building on the three presentations we've heard today? I think these are global issues, and there's a tremendous opportunity for researchers everywhere to get to grips with these emerging questions at a point where there's very little academic consensus around around some of these issues. So I think the study of the relationship between technology and law is is a critical issue. But so far, much of that research has been devoted to showing that the law is out of date with technological change. I think we've heard today that that's a rather naive view, and that technology never really escapes social relationships and also legal relationships. So I do see great scope here for interdisciplinary research involving lawyers and also experts in technology and social scientists. And do you see more room in the future for interdisciplinary research? Yes, the lawyers can work together with the economics and the professors in other subjects. We should work together to solve the law and technology issues. Do you see the fact that we might have more interdisciplinary research in the future as relevant? Tasha 呃，从法律呢，它从规范性的角度，从经济学的，从整个社会成本以及运运作的一个运转的一个角度，我觉得是非常好的一个一个一个结合，也是非常有必要。I completely agree with Simon's opinion. The the cooperation among different research disciplines would be a very promising 
research revenue for the future, whilst legal study would focus on the rights and responsibilities and also orders of this phenomenon. Economic research can provide insight into the cost and efficiency aspect of the regulations. And I'm just going to ask a final question about the growth of the internet business in China. It's been tremendous. Can it keep growing exponentially? Tiu 对电子商务方面的科技创新那么这几方面的还有呢，我们的法律对电子商务的发展呢，也是给予充分的引导、促进和保障。啊，这些因素综合在一起，所以我相信呢，中国电子商务还会有一个迅速的发展。So far, I think the momentum of the e-commerce sector's growth would continue in the foreseeable future. There are several factors contributing to the fast growth or the continuation of this fast growth. The fact that China is a fast-growing economic entity provides support to the sector's development. And second, the Chinese people and government have the trust and confidence in this sector. The sector received well-acceptance recognition from the uh, policy makers as well as the Chinese public. Finally, because the current legislative and regulatory frameworks has a high degree of tolerance, this in turn encourages the development of the sector. Thank you very much indeed for joining us, Poya. Would you just like to thank our guests today? Thank you very much. Yes, thank you very much, Bonnie. This has been a tremendous day. Thanks. Thanks to everybody. Mm-hmm.